At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here today. It is a game day edition of the HHC. We'll be previewing tonight's matchup against the Phoenix Suns. Also going to talk about best prospects in the NBA. There's a great series right now in The Athletic where they're detailing their picks for the top 50 prospects, top 50 youngsters in the NBA. Several Hornets are on the list. We'll break down who we know who's in their certain positions, whether they're uh, underrated, overrated, appropriately placed, where LaMelo Ball will be featured on the list. Also, we'll talk about the recent All-Star announcement. To help us through all of this, we welcome in once again to the Hornets Hivecast, Gerald Henderson, who you can see as an analyst and all of his great work on Fox Sports Southeast. Gerald, welcome back to the show. Sam, thanks for having me, man. Happy to be here. Great to have you. There's a lot going on, obviously, with the Hornets. But I want to start talking about the the present and future of the Hornets. This is a very young team, a lot of talent. It's not just LaMelo Ball, but you've got guys like P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges and Devontae Graham. There is a lot of high-ceiling players on this squad, and several have been featured in this recent series in The Athletic by Sam Vecini. He details his 50 best prospects. It's actually still going. The top 20 have yet to be announced as of the time of this taping. Several Hornets are already on the list. Just your thoughts before we get into some specific players on the future and how bright it might be, in your opinion, for the Hornets compared to other teams in the league. Well, I think we've seen so far, Sam, that we, we have some pretty talented young players on our, on our team. You know, when you look from the last couple of seasons where we've been, I think that, you know, what's what's proven is that these guys have gotten better, right? You've got LaMelo Ball coming in this year, and he's showing what he's capable of. But you got guys like P.J. Washington, who's dealt with 
just a little bit of injury and COVID protocols thus far this year. But you see how he's improved throughout these his first two seasons. Miles Bridges, I believe now in his third season, showing you a little bit more consistency with his play, a little bit more defense, and then certainly showing rebounding a little bit better this year, throwing himself into the mix a little bit more in all areas, benefiting from playing with LaMelo so much, just on the other end of lobs and slashing and stuff like that. Devontae obviously out right now and, and dealing with injuries, but had such a good year last year and then struggling as he started this year, but has shown signs of being that player or even uh, better at times. So I think more than anything, everyone's talked about how we need to get free agents in here and really benefit from the draft, which I do believe is important for their success. But focusing in on the young players and, and their development, I think has been a huge piece of what they're doing. And it seems to be working. And, and, you know, sometimes that gets lost as you're trying to put together a team. You always feel like we need to bring somebody in here. We need to get somebody from the draft or whatever it may be. But really focusing in on, on your own players and their improvement is a huge part, especially when you have young players. So I think the Hornets have done a great job of that. Could not agree more. I think the only teams you can look at in the last 10 15 years and say these ones are entirely constructed off of you know major free agent signings is basically whoever has lebron as lebron goes so goes championship hopes but the other teams that consistently are contending now teams like philadelphia bulk of that team's built through the draft boston bulk of that team's built through the draft golden state during their championship run Bulk of that team was built through the draft. Yes, Kevin Durant came over for one of those titles, or a couple of those titles, I should say. But for the most part, the core of that team, their championship future, built through the draft. So that that's how most teams get it done. Let's talk about some of maybe the building blocks the Hornets have in place. First, guys that are not in the top 50 on this list, but were worth mentioning, so we're obviously close. There was one from the Hornets. It's Miles Bridges. Are you surprised Miles Bridges would not make a list of top 50 prospects that are either first-round picks on their rookie-scale contracts or second-rounders on their first major deals? Yeah, that's surprising. I think he can get overshadowed a bit, not just particularly by guys uh, young and who could you know, qualify for that list, but just overall, because the Hornets do have, you know, so many good young players. Sometimes you forget about Miles and his contributions because, you know, Melo's playing so well. Gordon's always, you know, been playing well this year. PJ, like, sometimes he gets lost in, in his in his scoring ability, too. It's not particularly flashy all the time, right? You get dunks from him, but he gets to the free throw line. You know, he gets putbacks. He gets out in transition, he slashes. He's not what you would really consider your go-to player, but he gets stuff done and he can still score the basketball in the way that he does it. As a basketball analyst myself, you know, I would I would certainly think that Miles Bridges and where he's at with his game, I'd put him up against at least some of the guys you would compare him to that may be on this list. The lowest tier of players in the top 50 described as starters with a chance to make a difference in a playoff series. So that's kind of the the baseline they put out there. They've got Devontae Graham at number 42. He was 25 last season when he was just tearing it up as a a starter and, and really a primary focal point for the team. But this article really highlighted 
his play with LaMelo Ball, which I, I thought was a little surprising. I kind of look at Devontae and say, you know, this is someone who can play with LaMelo and has played well with him, but maybe the focal point is to make sure one of those two is on the floor at all times, so you, you might space them apart in certain instances strategically to make sure there's a point guard on the floor. But they really accentuated how much better Ball has looked when he's played with Devontae Graham more so than what Devontae does uh, necessarily on his own. But number 42, a solid spot. That's one ahead of Jared Allen, just as an example of Cleveland. So what do you think of Devontae Graham at 42? I don't mind that at all. I mean, he's a tough kid. I, I, I really like Devontae because, you know, like I mentioned before, he struggled in the beginning of the season after being a huge focal point of the Hornets offense last year. So he struggled. There was no complaining on his, his end. You didn't hear anything in the media about his playing time or uh, his particular role with the team this year. That was kind of all everyone else talking about that. And he just put his head down, continued to just work. And, you know, he struggled shooting, but just continued to work, get in the gym. And it paid off for him because he, he started playing really well. It, it, I'd have to look more into him playing with LaMelo. He probably does benefit from LaMelo a lot because when he's in the game, LaMelo's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. So then the, that turns Devontae into just a shooting role which we know he can shoot the basketball, you know, when, when he's not in the game with LaMelo as much, he turns into more of a playmaker, right? But the Hornets have so many guys that can play, make, and shoot the basketball, which makes it just easier for Devontae in terms, in terms of that. He can sit out there and shoot. So I think going forward, number one, he's got to get healthy. Devontae, obviously, he's had a different role this year, and – you know, he, he could look different. Like if he was on a different team and doing, you know, had different people around him, he may be able to have uh, the kind of year that he did. But I think his team's better this season and he has to play a bit differently. I, I love what he brings to the table for sure. So I don't hate 42. I think he's capable of even moving higher up on that list. Yeah, I, I think we're learning just how valuable he is based off how the team has played in his absence. Not so much wins and losses. I don't think there's been a huge drop-off there, but the assist numbers have come way down. They were you know close to 30 a game when he was in the flow of the offense, and now in this you know recent spell where he's up and down with a couple of different injuries, the assist numbers have dropped down fairly significantly. So hopefully Devontae Graham can get back out there pretty quickly. The other player in the 50 to 21 range from the Hornets is P.J. Washington. From 42 last year to 36 on this list this year, the article highlighted his shooting ability from three. He's had some really good, impressive games there. And his improved defense. He's been a really good help side shot blocker. Him coming off his defender to finish off a block, he's extremely athletic and has shown a lot of development there, at least in my opinion. Yeah, he has for sure. And, you know, I, I like him so much because of his ability to play both sides of the floor and take it serious and, and take some pride in it. And for the Hornets to be considered an elite team or a team that's a playoff team, they're going to have to be top 10 or at least consider themselves a top 10 type of defense, right? They're, their scoring has been impressive this year, but that defensive end is very important, and P.J. is a big part of that. He has, throughout different times of the year, played the five, and been effective. It's, it's been surprising a little bit, his ability to block shots, like you mentioned, being what you would consider a smaller 
center. He's effective on the defensive end in terms of protecting the basket and then shooting the basketball. Like you saw when he came back from the uh, COVID protocols against the Warriors, you know, one thing I mentioned in the show is he was catching and shooting threes. He had at least three or four that night and just catching it and within a matter of a quarter of a second out of his hand, right? I don't know if that's something he's working on in his time off, but that looked a little different than we've seen in the past, him shooting the ball so quickly. And uh, he was making them. So that was that was pretty impressive. So I love PJ's game. I like his, his game. He's a great he's a great pickup for the Hornets. And, um, you know, it's hard. You know, all of these guys' stats could be even better on a team that wasn't as good as this team. You know, they were highlighted more in different places, you know. But when you have so many talented guys, especially that can score the basketball, you can get overshadowed a little bit. But I think he's done a great job. Going back to this top 50 list, they have gone from 50 to 21. There are some big names that are somewhat established in the NBA but still on their rookie scale contracts. Guys like Lonzo Ball, who was at 33, Laurie Markinen from Chicago at 26. They had Colin Sexton at 23 in this list, and then some big-name rookies who start to make appearances on Yeko Kongwu of Atlanta, uh, sadly sidelined with a lot of injuries to start his career, but a ton of potential there. He was at 34. Patrick Williams, the fourth overall pick in the draft, was at 25. Tyrese Halliburton of Sacramento at 24. And James Wiseman, the number two pick of Golden State, at 21. You did not hear LaMelo Ball. So you, we know he's in the top 20. I'm going to ask you, Gerald, what number do you think we see LaMelo Ball come in at these are again first round picks on rookie scale contracts or second rounders on their first deals where do you think lamello should be and where do you think he will be you know you got you got a smaller sample size i think with with rookies you know for a list like this you know he's competing against guys that have at least played what two two or three years is that is that is that what it is could be yeah i mean you know guys like zion williamson are going to be on this list john morant is going to be on this list right so you know somebody like john morant has had a couple years now to show what he's really capable of and he played obviously the rookie year last year but now he's played even better so he should be top five on that list right Lamelo, i think what he's given this year which has been really really good he should be top five on that list i think if you did this next year but um you know top 10 top 15 only because he's had such a small sample size to show us what he really really can do you give it some more time guys play against him some more see some more film on him right things are going to become a little bit more difficult for him uh to play the same so that's where i want to see him uh, see how well he does. And I think with his skill set, I think that won't affect him as much as other guys. So, you know, I think given given some more time with him, uh, he should, man, I don't know, he might be number one on this list. He's certainly a future star. We're going to talk all-stars next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, the buzz is building. For season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to chat live with a season ticket representative. Lock in your price today. 
Hornets Hivecast continues. The Eastern Conference and Western Conference All-Star Reserves were announced yesterday and we'll focus, of course, on the East where, sadly, there is no Hornet listed. Here's the list of those who made it. Of course, Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier were up for consideration. Certainly, Rozier's play down the stretch and Hayward's statistics overall put them in the pool of potential All-Stars, but here's the guys who actually made it. For Boston, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are both going. Brown, a first-time All-Star. James Harden of the Brooklyn Nets is going for the ninth time in his career. Zach Levine will be a first-time All-Star with Chicago. Statistically, he was always there, but the Bulls improved play over the last week and a half to two weeks really seemed to cement his spot on the all-star team the ones that you could question one of them it wouldn't really be at the expense of or in the benefit of a hornet I don't think was Ben Simmons who's going to his third all-star team from Philadelphia the only reason he's a question is his stats aren't really that strong could have been Tobias Harris from the 76ers instead he would have been my pick personally and Harris would have been a first-time all-star I thought he deserved the nod but certainly Philadelphia as good as they have been in the Eastern Conference all year was going to have two all-stars so maybe a little surprising it's Simmons or at least an argument could be made that it should not have been Simmons but I don't think that spot was open to a Hornet the two that you could possibly argue for Charlotte and really comes down to one quite frankly but one of them is Julius Randle he's going to be a first-time all-star from the New York Knicks Uh, the Knicks playing better basketball in the last two weeks I think that helped his candidacy his numbers are really strong Uh, So he goes in there. That could have been a spot. And really the one it comes down to is Nikola Vucevic because he's coming from a bad Orlando team. Statistically speaking, he's ahead of the pack when it comes to the Hornets players. But in terms of impact on the game, impact on winning, I think you can make a serious argument for Gordon Hayward and the improvement of this Charlotte team. I think there's certainly an argument to be made there. And Terry Rozier's play down the stretch heading into the All-Star announcement, I think he merited consideration. Now, I think Nikola Vucevic is an All-Star, and really all of these players are. I think it's great that the Hornets had multiple players in consideration. I think this is a stepping stone for the team. Uh, Gordon Hayward, he's someone who I think has already set the table to be considered an all-star and maybe if Charlotte's record was you know a game or two stronger maybe he gets the spot instead of Julius Randle or maybe he gets the spot instead of Zach Levine but their record is what it is and that possibly could have hurt him also the fact that Gordon Hayward statistically speaking is not been quite as strong in the last five games as he was in the first 15 to 20 of this season I think that's got a lot to do with the the intermittent play due to COVID-19 health and safety protocols and being the focal point of a lot of defenses, but the the numbers have dipped slightly. And then with Terry Rozier, this, you know, maybe this is the building block for him that he can stand on next season. And of course, next season, there's already a lot of people saying LaMelo ball with a full season under his belt and perhaps being the full-time starting point guard for a playoff team next year, uh, he could make his first run to an all-star team. That would be a lot of fun to see. So there it is. The all-star rosters are out. No Hornets. Of course, there's always the chance that with injuries, a spot could open up. We'll enjoy it from home. We'll enjoy the rest. And tomorrow we will have a full breakdown of the second half schedule for you. So something to look forward to in addition to our breakdown 
of the game tonight against the Phoenix Suns. And we're going to get back to previewing that one next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, be sure to download the Hornets app on your mobile device. The Hornets app is your access to all new features and exclusive content, including the new game day experience for every game this season. Sam Farber, Gerald Henderson here on the Hornets Hivecast. Of course, encourage you to watch Gerald and the crew on Fox Sports Southeast tonight. Hornets taking on the Suns, a late-night edition of Hornets basketball. Charlotte's on this Western Conference swing. They'll take on the Suns. Gerald, another really difficult opponent. Phoenix has won 9 of their last 10, 12 of their last 14. Their last three games they've won by an average of 27, so they're not just winning. They are blowing teams out right now. And if this team were in the Eastern Conference Based off record, they'd be the number one seed. That's just how good they are. Results-based league, you go to Phoenix. What are your thoughts on how the team is playing heading into this one? You know, it's 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 tough to say. I think when you miss a week, you got to give yourself at least a week to kind of, you know, at least get yourself back to where you are and or at least try to take a week to evaluate where you are. You can get out of shape in, in six days. You know, you can get out of rhythm in six days. We saw that when they played Golden State. And then last night, you know, where is your defense when you need it most, right? You're not able to do any defensive drills or play, you know, they missed two games for those COVID protocols. So you're not as sharp defensively. You can't watch film. So that's where it hurts you, you know, because you got principles, you got habits that need to be reinforced right you do that with practice you do that with games so you know I, i'd say you, you're, you're playing another team tonight in phoenix who's obviously having a great season you're seeing the chris paul effect as he's getting older not to say that he's particularly getting better you could make an argument for that but he has a pull on his teams that i don't know if like the regular viewer can really feel or see but he takes command of his teams and he gets the best out of his guys He's incredibly annoying on the basketball court. He he uh, he is one of those guys that never stops talking. Okay, he he feels as if he, well he he knows he's in command of his team, but he feels like he's in command of the whole game, right? The referees, like the other guy, everybody. He's, he's he feels like he's running the show. That's just the kind of attitude he takes. The smallest guy out there, and he is uh, in full command. And, you know, you're you're seeing this year, you're seeing a Devin Booker who's maybe the best shooting guard we have out there, you know, at least in the top three. If you say best, you got to talk to Dell. (laughs) Well, let's see. So you're talking about, I'm not saying shooter, I said shooting guard. Fair enough. (laughs) But you can make that case too, but I don't think, I think Stefan's got that locked up. But... He is uh, a dynamic scorer, and Chris Paul is only making things easier for him because of, you know, his ability to score, but his ability to set him up, right, and put pressure on him and stay on top of him. He's got that kind of pull and command of his player. He's a vet guy. He's, He's trusted. He's credible, and he's a Hall of Fame player. So somebody like Devin Booker, is just going to hold on to him. You know, he's going to he's going to cling to him. And um I think that's what you're seeing here. I mean, they've lost 10 games or 20 and 10. Yeah, I think you're you're right on the money with Chris Paul. He he just 
you know, numbers-wise, I don't know how much of a change there really is from last year to this year in terms of points per game. Their pace has slowed down. But this team feels to me almost like almost like Alabama football. You know, like there's a lot of teams out there that are trying to, in college football, trying to go play every eight seconds, you know, speed things up. We need more plays, more, more, more out there. And then you've got a team like Alabama that says, wait a second, we, you know, we can play fast. We can go over the top, but we're bigger, stronger, and better than you. We don't we don't need to have more plays in this game. We're just going to do what we do, and we're better, and we're going to win out. And Phoenix feels like they have that kind of approach to things where they don't mind just playing a half-court game. They trust Chris Paul to make the right decision, Devin Booker to knock down the shot, and DeAndre Ayton to go out there and get the rebound. And that formula is working wonders for them. No, absolutely. And you'll, you'll see that. I mean, you know, I think after Golden State won their first time, everyone's trying to – was trying to duplicate duplicate what they're doing, right? There's, there's no secret that obviously if you want to win, you're going to have to have some three-point shooting out there uh, and a bunch of it. And so, you know, that's the thing. And I, I think Phoenix does. They have that shooting, but they're not particularly trying to play incredibly fast. They're trying to play controlled. And, um, you know, when you do that, then you got to play some uh, good defense as well, which they do. They have a great situation going over there. You know, certainly it's going to be a test for the Hornets. Health will be a major factor. We're not going to make any guesses here because we just don't have the information on what will happen with Gordon Hayward or Devontae Graham. But taking that out of the equation, the key to victory for the Hornets on the road at Phoenix is what? Well, it's, it ain't just one thing. <laughs> it can't be one thing because this is such a, a dynamic team. You've seen the Hornets be able to win without all their guys. So I don't, in, in this weird season, I think you have to have this attitude of like, it doesn't matter. And this is, you just, this is, you have this attitude anyways, right? But even more so this year, you have to have the attitude of, I don't care who we're playing. I don't care what time zone we're in. I don't care who's coming out here tonight with us, injured or not, who we played last night. Uh, there's no excuses for what's in front of us. Let's just go out and play the basketball uh, that we're capable of playing and see what happens, right? So they've done that before. They've been undermanned. They've been out of their routine and all that. And so all these teams, I think, are adjusting to that. But if you're playing Phoenix, right, you're going to have to score the basketball, right? You're going to have to defend the basketball, right? Devin Booker is a dynamic scorer. So you're going to have to, you know, you'll see Terry Rozier in front of him tonight, right? So him playing him physical, but any guy like Booker, is it's a team effort, right? Just like just like guarding Chris Paul, because his ability to get inside the lane, right, off a of pick and roll or whatever it is, and create uh, help defense coming over to him. If he's got two guys guarding him, somebody's open, and he tends to either find that player or find the player that can find the open guy. So you gotta it's a it's a team effort, but you gotta really try hard to stay in front of these guys to so that your team does not have to help as much. because uh, that's where they get their open jumpers. Um and they do such a good they do such a good job at that. Um so it, it it'll be tough. It'll be tough. But they really need to on the defensive end take care of it because I think the Hornets don't have as don't have trouble scoring. You don't see that off as much as you see it in the past. They have more uh, guys that can score the basketball, and their their offense is the best we've seen in years. 
but it's the defensive end, you know, especially a team like this. You know, how well can you can you defend them and keep them from scoring? And that's that'll be the tale of tape. He's Gerald Henderson. You can see him with Ashley Shamady, Del Curry, and Eric Collins on Fox Sports Southeast for all their outstanding game coverage. And it continues tonight when the Hornets take on the Phoenix Suns. Gerald, thanks so much for joining us again here on the Hornets Hivecast. Sam, thanks for having me, brother. I had a great time. And thanks to all of you for joining us as well. We'll be back tomorrow with a breakdown of tonight's game against Phoenix. Till then. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us on the HHC. And in the words of LaMelo Ball, Thank you. Have a good day. Wear your mask. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.